Hello and welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, you always say that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Do you? Yeah. Oh my god, I've never always. noticed that. <laughs> That's like Ellen's intro. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome. And I always do some kind of slight song, slight thing. Yeah. Slight, I don't know what it is. But yeah. welcome. Welcome to Carried Away, people. How you doing? What's been going on, Kaylee? Because in the last episode we started off, you were cursed. Yeah. So the curse is still there, but it mm-hmm. might be fading. No. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So, yeah, the curse continued. Things continued to happen. Like I was telling Ellen that like my phone broke and just l- other little things that happened. Mm-hmm. And then today, so I placed an an ASOS order like the, the this past weekend. I'm going away at the weekend and I needed some new bits and I placed it and then I realized today I was like oh I've not had like a shipping confirmation and it's due tomorrow which is weird so I logged into my account and it was like your order has been cancelled but they hadn't notified me so I was like what the fuck so anyway I replaced the order but when I replaced everything was on everything was on sale and I was like oh okay. universe is giving you a little it is, but I, I had to go and find the little, you know. I had to oh, go yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to go and dig a little hole and get and it out. And find it, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I was so pissed off because I was like, why didn't I get an email? Like, I'm going away, I need this stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and it saved me like a good 50 pounds. Well, that's good. You must have got a lot of stuff. I mean, it wasn't loads of stuff. I would say seven items Hmm. just needed some stuff you know do you know what i just remembered Uh in last episode we were we were asking we were asking about foot pics oh yeah does anybody have i know i wonder if we get any what's the pics if we get any oh no we we don't want the foot we don't want them we want to know provide somebody somebody (laughs) yeah and at what cost yeah. I mean, would you do them for? Would you do it for free shoes? Mm, are you asking me or are you asking the listener? I'm depends asking you. Would you? No, I'm asking you. Like, would you do it for free? Sh- if someone says to you, depends on the shoe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Truly. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I'm just like, I would totally, totally sell my foot pics. Just yeah. I mean, we, we established that last week that we are gonna sell our yeah. foot pics. Socks um, on, socks off, anywhere you want them. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe not anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Anyway, moving on to the episode. Mm-hmm. Season 2, episode 13. Games people play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Michael Spiller. Written by Jenny Bix. And it aired... August 29th, 1999. So, we start the episode with the Carrie voiceover, and she says, in a town... Can I ask a question? <laughs> Ellen, just, Ellen just raised her hand like she was in, like, year three. Yeah, can I, can I ask a question? Me. Excuse me. Um, a little question. A movie... Ma- no, a filming question. You did film study, so I expect... So I was oh. like... Okay, okay, okay. Right, so 
obviously there's like different writers for each episode, mm-hmm. right? Who decides who writes what episode? I don't know. I guess I, I don't think it's a case of like somebody saying you write this, you write this, you write this. They they tend to have like a lot of shows will have like a writer's room. Uh-huh. where everybody sits down and everybody will like work out the stories together and even though they always say like it's written by one person even right. though it very well might be it's always like one person in their team or one person right. and they have like you know it's it never tends to be mm, okay i mean it, it can be i'm not saying it. but it tends to be like like a group like a team mm-hmm kind of yeah. like when you say like somebody directed a film it's like well they they have a team yeah <laughs> like that's there's, true. yeah there's a there's a, a crew of all these people, people. not yeah. just one person ah uh, got it got it but got yeah. it got it um but yeah so carrying the voiceover sorry breaking 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 news tina turner's just died oh tina tina Oh, Tina. Oh, what a shame. How old was she? 83. Aww. I didn't think she was as old as that. There you go. Sorry. Yeah. I'll let you get on with the episode. (laughs) 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 So we've had a question about writers, Tina Turner's death, anything else? Things usually come in three. Any more questions? Any more thoughts? No, I will. Do you know what? I'm gonna have a blanket. <laughs> it's like the it's like the it's like the genie in the bottle. Like you get like three rubs. Like what's the next one? <laughs> so, carrying the voiceover <laughs> says, in a town where everyone's dying to couple up, sometimes there's nothing better than being out of a relationship. You have time for laundry, freedom to play your favorite bad music really loud. But the best part is having plenty of time to catch up with your friends. So we see like quick scenes of Carrie talking to each of the girls separately, and she's she's just nonstop venting about mm. it. It's like we only hear Carrie talking, uh-huh. and then we see her talking to the girls over daytime drinks. But they're all like bored as hell. She's just venting, yeah. <laughs> like nobody's getting a word in. And then she finally like stops for a second. And Miranda's just like, okay, who's going to tell her? And Sam says, you're obsessed with talking about big and we can't take it anymore. Carrie says, isn't part of breaking up with somebody talking to your friends? And they're like, of course. But Miranda says, you know, you should talk to a a shrink because there's only so much that your friends can take. And there's a line where it becomes between like, you know, having an event with your friend and it just being like nonstop, like you need to talk to a professional. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But um, yeah, Miranda's like, you should see a shrink. And Ca- Carrie says that she doesn't need professional help. She has the girls. And they're like, no, we're cutting you off. So <laughs> Carrie says, maybe I don't need therapy. Maybe I need new friends. And Sam says, Look, we're as fucked up as you are. It's the blind leading the blind. <laughs> I feel like that is life sometimes. You oh, hundred percent. Yeah, like Ew. you see all you see all those memes, and it's like um, <laughs> me it's giving like, a, a relationship advice at home, like yeah, like all these, yeah, yeah. After, or me giving like you know, or telling my friend you got this girl when after having a, your third m- breakdown yeah. of the day, you know, yeah. it's like yeah. 
but they're the best but that's what it is like we're all on this journey together of life figuring it out yep yep so miranda says sometimes you need to speak to somebody that's objective and then carrie says carrie's oh so yeah she she gives Miranda this kind of line about, I understand why you see a professional as if, like, Miranda's really messed up for, like, taking care of herself, which is ridiculous. But Carrie says that she's fine. She says that first you go once, and then it's... Then you go a few times, and then you start saying things like, my shrink says... And Miranda says, my shrink says that's a very common thing. (laughs) Yeah. And Carrie says... Therapy is so self-indulgent. A- ancient men didn't need shrinks to survive. And Miranda's like, a- ancient man lived until 30. You'd think that if Carrie sees therapy as so self-indulgent, you would think she would fucking love it because Carrie is the most self-indulgent. I think the thing that shocks me is how she would be so against it. I mean, like, I know it's the 90s and, like, this whole well-being era that we're in now where everyone's looking after themselves. Like, I get it, but she she fucking needs a therapist. <laughs> yeah, she really does. I mean, out of, like, all the girls, I mean, I feel like she definitely needs a therapist. 100%. Carrie in the voiceover then says, Were my friends right? Had I crossed the line from pleasant, pleasantly neurotic to annoyingly troubled? I decided to seek my own professional help. And where did this where did this self-awareness come from that Carrie Carrie thinks she is neurotic? I mean, she says pleasantly neurotic, but she still said neurotic. We know she's just neurotic. <laughs> There's nothing pleasant about it. I mean, sometimes maybe there is. So then we see Carrie and Stanford walk in the street, and Stanford says, "How do you not have a therapist?" And we all know that Stanford's therapist is Jamie Lee Curtis in Freaky Friday. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> she is the best therapist. Oh, my God, yes. And he's so... I just would love um, to have, like, a Freaky Friday slash uh, Sex and the City crossover episode where Stanford is in yeah. the therapist office. Have you seen if there's going to be a Freaky Friday too? Stop! No. Yeah, it's been announced. Like with a new, whole new cast. No. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Stop. So, Stanford says that he has three shrinks: one for when he wants cuddles, one, one for when he wants tough love, and one for when he just wants to look at a beautiful man. <laughs> so. Carrie says that Miranda Shrink recommended um, a shrink called Dr. Ellen Greenfield and Stanford freaks out because she's like this well-known therapist in, in New York. Carrie says in the voiceover, while I was contemplating the couch, Miranda was enjoying hers and she's doing some kind of puzzle in the paper, like she's just in her apartment, completely minding her own business and all of a sudden she just becomes very aware of somebody like watching her from across the street in like the opposite building and she kind of hides and then goes back to check like oh was he really looking at me and they have like she she like smiles back and it's like oh what's this interaction like somebody's watching me and he's cute and oh I'll just give him a smile it's just this weird thing um 
And then it's two nights later and we see it happen again. And she's drinking wine and she notices him. And this time he waves and she waves back. So it's like this flirty exchange. It's not just like a one time. They happen to catch each other's eye. This is like, he's, he's looking again. So Carrie says that soon Miranda found herself with a weekly playmate. We then see Carrie with the therapist and she's explaining that her friends have told her that she talks about her ex too much and the therapist says, you know, tell me about him. And Carrie is then like, look, you know, I don't really believe in therapy. And she goes on to talk about Big and she says he was playing all these games and I didn't know the rules. And the therapist asks her, the therapist asks her, is this the first time this has happened to you? And Carrie says that she's dated men who were wrong for her in the past, but like, who hasn't? And the therapist says, well, the one thing they all have in common is you. (laughs) (laughs) I know, dear. Yeah. And the therapist says, maybe you're picking the wrong men. So then we cut to the girls walking the street and Sam says, "Of, of course you picked the wrong men. I could have told you that. And Carrie says the therapist thought she was like a game player. And Charlotte says it's the only way to deal with men. And Miranda says that relationships are not about games. They're about a mature and honest communication. Preach. Preach. Miranda just getting in there with facts. Uh Spitting the facts, Miranda. Spitting the facts. (laughs) (laughs) But then Charlotte says that games are, are empowering. And if you know what you're doing, you can control the situation. So Sam says, mm. so Sam says, the only place you can control a man is in bed. If we perpetually gave men blowjobs, we could run the world. What? We we can run the world anyway, Samantha. I know, we don't need to give blowjobs to do it. Yeah, that's like, sometimes Samantha is so forward thinking. Oh, yeah. Sometimes she's so like... Backwards backwards yeah charlotte suggests that maybe carrie and big's game isn't over like maybe it's just half time and carrie says Who said that? charlotte Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we know she's an optimist but like get with get with the girl you don't want your friends to be in a game absolutely not but that's the way charlotte sees relationships mm. like sometimes she doesn't but Charlotte and Samantha have a lot more in common than, mm. like, mm-hmm. than you would think. They're just, like, opposite ends, but they they kind of, I don't know, like... Like, their end goals are different? Yeah, their, their end goals are different, but they, I don't know, like, they both kind of... It's almost like they see men as a, an object sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, Charlotte in a very different way than Samantha. Mm-hmm. So, basically... Charlotte's wanting a man who is... A husband. A husband who can, like, keep her a well-kept woman, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. Samantha just wants a good fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, Charlotte suggests that maybe the, the game isn't over, maybe it's just half-time. Carrie says that the wrong guys pick her. Sam says, it's slim pickings out there. Where did all the great guys go? Where did all the great guys go? <laughs> <laughs> then we cut to happy hour in a bar and it's 
sports night. Carrying the voiceover says sports night. Every girl's fantasy, a room full of captivated heterosexual men all looking to be distracted during commercial breaks. And they get a free drink because it's sports night and ladies drink for free because God forbid women don't watch sports. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Miranda says, forget Disneyland. This is the happiest place on earth. <laughs> and somebody catches Samantha's eye and she goes over and she's trying to get his attention. Like she's asking questions about the game, but he's so like enthralled with the game. He's like yeah. half half having this conversation because he's just so distracted um and he starts like shouting at the tv and sam seems like very like kind of shocked by his passion for the game but -hmm. she's also like really turned on by like the like power powerful like i don't know stance i guess but she's like really into it sorry he's really into it and when the team scores they like high five (laughs) (laughs) she like she like gets into it um and they high five and then we see them two hours later having sex then carrie says in the voiceover when i got home that night i couldn't get charlotte's words out of my head we spent our child childhoods playing games were they all just primers for the games we play as adults were relationships just a big chess match strategy moves counter moves all designed to keep your opponent off balance until you win. Was there such a thing as an honest relationship or was it true? Do you have to play games to make a relationship work? I think that's like a very, it's like people who think that they have to play games to make a relationship work is someone who's not ready for a relationship. And it's like, he's so, he's like too immature for a relationship. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like what um what Miranda was saying before like you've got to be you know, there's no time for for games in a relationship. It's a, a relationship is just about communication, honesty, like yeah. just it's like level playing field. Like we're in this together. We're, yeah, exactly. we're partners. Yeah. But if you view it as like oh, the power move and this power move and this and that, that's just get a grip. I know, literally, <laughs> yeah. And if it does get to a point where you start to think, oh, like, you know, you're, or you're unsure and you're like, you can kind of see, like, pieces being moved around on the chessboard, it's like, just no. No, just, I, I don't no. know anybody who could be bothered with all, with all of that. Like, even in, like, whenever you start talking to a guy, you know, all of this, like, you can't talk, you can't... You can't respond within, you know, you have to leave him on yeah. that for the... It's just like, just bloody talk to someone if you want to talk to him. Yeah, and don't <laughs> let some and don't let somebody yeah. else's quote rules, like yeah, someone's immaturity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like if you wanna, if you wanna, like like you were saying, like if you wanna talk to somebody, talk to them. And if they're gonna play games, then bye. I know. That's very harsh. Yeah. But then, Ellen, we cut to the fucking fourth wall. Again? We are pausing the podcast to let you know that we are on Patreon. Yes! Woohoo! You can now become a member of the Carried Away family and get exclusive content, voting privileges, 
early access and much much more there are two memberships to choose from the carrie and the samantha the link is in the show notes we hope to see you there yeah we cut to the fourth wall and one guy says that he didn't call a girl back right away because he didn't want to seem desperate and then the girl we see the girl saying he didn't call me back you know what an asshole mm-hmm. and another woman says she gave a boyfriend a deadline of proposing like a date that you have to propose by um but yeah like a quick fourth wall like throwback there we just That's had a random short like, move i feel like if she oh, a million give, percent yeah a million percent i feel like charlotte is definitely the most calculated when it comes to relationships mm-hmm. but she has such judgment for like samantha mm-hmm. it's a very like old school she's just got very old school thoughts when it comes yeah to, like, like i uh, i i know her like what it's because she really wants that fairy tale perfect or what she mm. sees as perfect life and perfect relationship but you can't you can't like expect i mean you can have like high standards and like don't stand for bullshit don't none of that like have those high standards but you can't expect like perfection Mm -hmm. i feel like that's what she expects but then sometimes she does blow you away by saying like some random line and you're like oh yeah oh yeah why is charlotte but then I think if you, you know, how she ended up with Harry and he was not the guy that she thought she'd end up with and exactly. she realised it was all about, like, how she felt for someone as opposed Genuine to... Genuine connection. Yeah. 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 The next day, Carrie is waiting for her appointment with Dr. G, as she's she's calling mm-hmm. a therapist. Dr. When G. Dr. G. Um, G flip. Literally, I was just about to say, because I've just watched the new season of Selling oh, Sunset. Yeah. We're at the... Um, like therapist waiting room Carrie's waiting for Dr. G (laughs) Dr. G flip (laughs) 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 and Bon Jovi walks in now not as Bon Jovi as a character but yeah so they kind of like have this interaction like they smile and then we see it's just like this quick scene and then we see Carrie waiting for her third appointment and this time like the hair's done she's got a nice outfit on like she's she's expecting to see Bon Jovi and she says in the voiceover that she had come a little early to catch up on her reading so Mm -hmm. that means she Mm -hmm. wants to go on a date with Bon Jovi but he introduces himself and asks you know how long have you been here and he says that he's been there for over a year and then he just asks her out like just like within seconds I'm like what a bold move but yeah, so Carrie says sure, and she goes in for her appointment, and she says in the voiceover that there was something unethical about making a date with him in, you know, the shrink's waiting room, but there was something about him. We cut to her at her apartment, telling Sam about him, and they're watching sports, and Sam is like really into it. She's like, come on, Marcus, and Carrie's just like... Oh, why is this on the TV and who is Marcus? Yeah. And Sam tells her that um this guy that she met who's called Don is obsessed and she says that she doesn't get laid unless the Knicks win. <laughs> so she says, they and I have been on a very strong losing streak. And 
She tells Carrie that the sex is unbelievable and anyway, the Knicks win and she leaves because she's like, I've got to go home and have sex. And then we cut to Miranda with her neighbour situation again. And they're kind of like, she's kind of like teasing him like with a like top and they're having like this flirty exchange and he shows his, his ass and mm-hmm. then... As like a response, Miranda gets a tit out. Just one. It's the funniest thing. It's typical Miranda, like she just flashes it and it's <laughs> like she doesn't like like she's really confident about it, but she still does it in that Miranda way it's of like Exactly. <laughs> typical Miranda, yeah. So we cut to Bon Jovi and Carrie, who his name is Seth. And it's the first date and they're they're just bitching about the therapist. <laughs> and Carrie in the voiceover says that so there was something about him. She felt like she could talk to him about anything. And in the spirit of psychological health and not playing games, I decided to be honest. Oh, look at you, Carrie. <laughs> and she just says out of the blue, she says, I like you. And he says, I like you too. Like, no games, no nothing. Just Good for them. Yeah, just... I like you and I like you too. Just just getting just getting to it. So <laughs> then we cut to um, another scene and Carrie in the voiceover says that later that week Miranda went shopping for dinner. And we see Miranda shopping and she sees this guy who she's been like flashing from across across the across the street (laughs) and at first it's like sheer panic so she hides Mm -hmm. from him but then he's like you know what i'm a grown-ass woman i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go and introduce myself um you've seen my tit i'm gonna go and say (laughs) hi (laughs) um yeah so she goes up to him and says hi you know i thought i'd be an adult and come over and introduce myself she says like i'm miranda you know, and then just like the gesture of her like mm-hmm. moving her top to the side so um when she showed a boob. And he's looking at her like, Who the fuck are you? Like he has he's so confused. And then all of a sudden he realizes and he says, Oh yeah, you're the girl who lives above the guy that I've been cruising. <laughs> <laughs> and oh and Carrie in the voiceover says that Miranda realized she was still playing with an imaginary friend. No. And Miranda is mortified like her face oh god you would be oh you completely would be and she literally walks backwards out of the shop (laughs) like she's like stepping back it's like when you're in the presence of like the queen or like you you literally have to step back you can't you can't put your back to them she just is stepping back and then out of the shop carrie says in the voiceover the next day she called her shrink for an emergency session (laughs) (laughs) Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Cut to Samantha and Don watching the final Knicks game and the Knicks win. And Sam is like relieved because she's finally, mm-hmm. she's going to get laid. Well, not finally, but she's going to get laid. And Sam is like, come here, you know, like she wants to like start kissing mm-hmm. and get this, get this moving. And the guy, um, Seth is like, oh wait, you know, hang on, and he turns the TV over and he says the the Mets are playing Chicago, 
you know, and he's got to give it his, his full attention. And Sam oh. is so pissed. <laughs> She's just like, what the fuck? And Carrie in the voiceover says that the, the idea of Samantha lasting another sexless season was more than Samantha could take. And so she f- forfeited the game. I, I think that's what my note says, but I'm going to yeah, go with it. I think that's, that sounds right, yeah. But anyway, she leaves. She's like... I'm not doing this. I'm not waiting around until you mm. had this stupid sportsman I win know. just so that we can get laid, which is so weird. Seth and Carrie are back from their amazing date and they're in her apartment and he sees Twister and she challenges him to a game. And they're playing Twister and it's all getting very close and they're in these positions and, you know, they're on top of one another. And they start kissing and they fall on the floor and Carrie in the voiceover says, in no time, it was yellow pants off. (laughs) (laughs) And they're in uh, Carrie's bed and they've had sex and Carrie asks, you know, what would Dr. G think of this? And he says, you know, very, very bad. Mm. And she confesses that she's not really into therapy. And he, he kind of jokes, you know, he's telling, he's telling Dr. G, like, that you really don't believe it. And she asks him why he is in therapy. And he says, I'm really fucked up about women. After I sleep with them, I completely lose interest. And then he says what about you? And Carrie in the voiceover says, I believe in therapy. This moment is called the breakthrough. And she rolls over and she says, I pick the wrong men. And then we see Carrie like quickly, like it's like a new day. She's like changing her sheets in the morning. And Carrie in the voiceover says, I stopped seeing Dr. G. Although she had made some good points, I couldn't risk running into him in the waiting room. My friends totally understand. Oh. And that's how the episode ends. But you know what? At least she got something out of it. Yeah, she got a good fuck. <laughs> well, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, but she did. Yeah, she did. But I, may, I mean, it's like, at least she got... The lesson. She, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Not the way that she probably wanted the lesson, but she got it in the end. Yeah. I just think everybody should be in therapy. <laughs> oh, no, I completely agree. Like, I yeah. always say that. And it's funny, like, I, I say that to, like, my parents and my grandparents who, like, mm. don't really get it. It's and like they, a different generation. Yeah, and they, like, get defensive of, like, why why do you think I need therapy? I'm like, I don't think you need therapy. I think everybody yeah. needs therapy. Like, because we all yeah. have, like, our minds are very complex. And, like, you oh know. Oh, my God, yeah. Like, Process. how is the mind, yeah, and how the mind remembers things. And, yeah, and, you know, trauma, funny, like, lives in the body as well. Like, you know, like, in life, how you have, like, when you hear something from somebody else, like, you meet someone or somebody says something, mm-hmm. and in your head you go, red flag, when a person says, I don't need therapy, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. go, red flag. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> like, flag, every yeah. time. Like, it's like, it's literally like going to the gym or, like, exercising. You, it's, it's great for you. You're not necessarily going to be able to run a 
mile, whatever it is, and however long. Like, you exercise your body so that your heart gets stronger and can, you know, beat through these different whatever. (laughs) I I don't know what I'm saying, but you literally exercise so you your body and your heart get stronger Uh and if you when you go to like therapy or counseling whatever you want to call it you're like exercising your brain Uh so that you can be more resilient and process things and and Uh not just you know not just have something happen and it just sits in your brain because if you don't do something, it's gonna, it's just gonna sit there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying yeah. it's like you're ever gonna be able to move it or get it out of your brain, mm-hmm. but yeah, at exactly, least you yeah. can, you can maintain it. You can give it a dust off every while and just yeah. put it back and, on the shelf. Yeah, and understand it as well. Like yeah. understand triggers and I think like understand. I think triggers is like the biggest one and understanding like whenever you get annoyed at someone who said something really. Mm-hmm normal to you what yeah. seems like very normal mm-hmm. and you know easy breezy comments if that annoys you mm-hmm. that it's like you know instead of being like that person said this and that person said that it's like and being annoyed at them mm-hmm. it's like understanding you're just getting a bit defensive <laughs> yeah because obviously as well you know this there's, there's seven billion people on the planet everybody's got their own triggers and what might be a trigger for me or might be a trigger for you might completely never cross somebody's mind as a Mm, potential trigger and everybody's had different experiences even just things like what i always find fascinating is like communication Mm -hmm. like the way people talk about things Mm -hmm. or the way that they describe something and it's just, I don't know, like, there's just so much to get into with, with like, therapy and to just talking things through. Because if you don't, if you don't talk things through, it is just literally just, it's gonna, like, what's gonna happen? Mm. You need to get it out of your body. <laughs> Those words yeah. need to leave you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. 